Hello and welcome to All The Overs Essex podcast, the only Essex cricket podcast. I'm Terry. I'm Cheese. I'm Owen. And together we are three friends who get together every couple of weeks during the cricket season to talk about Essex. Lovely to see you boys. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. How about yourselves? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Got a cup of tea. I can't complain. I'm 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 easily um, pleased. Oh, good thanks. I went for a oh, question for you guys. I was thinking about you. I, I thought I'd save it for the pod. Every talk <laughs> um, <laughs> is that that's an, that's an in joke. Might everyone get? Um, I was going for a cycle the other day, and I went past through South Ends, through Garton Park. Mm-hmm. Is that what Essex used to play when they used to play at South End or Garden Park? Oh, sort of near South Church area on the way to uh, Rochford. I think you mean Garrens. I was going to say Garrens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 where. Um, I thought it was either where Essex used to play or where the football stadium might be built. I couldn't remember which. Or I couldn't remember why I knew that name. I think that's a that's a Google job, isn't it? I know, anecdotally, I know that that's that's where um, a lot of the local schools have their proms. Okay, you said we said Garrett Garrett Park Golf Club. Now I know how to pronounce it. Gar- yeah, Gar- I Gar- that name rings a bell. I thought I, my first thought was Essex used to play there, and my second thought actually maybe I knew it because this was the new stadium for South Southend Nice might be built. I couldn't remember. No, you are right. Essex did play there. Oh, cool. For, I I for a little fish. bit. Yeah, like there's now there's an athletics track and there's loads of stuff going on there. It looks like a it looks like a fancy school. Um, it's got quite a big sports bit there. I want to say that South End United used to train there as well. They had training pitches oh. there once upon a time. Because not far from that, there's a when you go past, is it the Waitrose area? Um, you've got. There's this big hoarding up saying like phase one of the new South End product. But it looked really, really old. So I reckon, I don't think it's, you know, when they first muted it years ago. Yeah. They're, they're in proper financial trouble. I don't think they're moving anytime soon. Yeah, shame, isn't it? Big club like that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, some, some, one of the local papers reported about the financial difficulties that they're having. Um but um, they've got quite a keen youth following in the area. So yeah, they get yeah, big crowds too, don't they? They but do sort of crowds, yeah. And transfer drivers and all sorts. It's a it's a mess. Yeah, I know a lot of our a lot of our listeners are South United fans, so uh, yeah, I, I can feel your must be awful the fact that you a few years ago you guys were in Championship and now you're in struggling in National League. I think it's yeah. like fifteen years. Fifteen years this season they knocked out. United in the the Carling Cup, Freddie Eastwood scored that absolute wonder free kick. Have you just pulled that that. your brain, cheese? Yeah, because I was thinking about uni the other day, and I remember watching that game and in the library and not actually working and using resources <laughs> as, I, as I should do. Um, yeah, and I, I, it's got to be around that sort of time, and obviously with Wrexham getting promoted and they're in the same league. The South End. I was just like a bit of a muddle of nostalgia and reminiscing. But there's a very good chance next year. I know it's not cricket related, but you might see Chelmsford City versus South End United derby. Oh blimey! 
Chelsea, Chelsea are in the playoffs, aren't they? So yeah, it's all very exciting. But um, I, th- I think uh, I think we're not we're not going to be creating any nostalgic moments with what we talk about today in terms of what's happened the last couple of weeks with Essex. Um, not to not to the criticism of um of the team at all, but the weather has just been absolutely appalling. I think we brought it back from Texas with us. <laughs> been yeah. absolutely awful. Um, so you know, yeah, second teams games not on. Um, and then yeah, Kent, goodness. Um, but positives, we have at the very least we have two draws. So, you know, every cloud and all that. In the league. Yep, exactly. So I think there is there are still some positives there. Um I think what, what's nice about the the weather, I know it's not a nice thing, but it's it feels more fair that everyone's been suffering. Yeah. One of the things drawbacks of cricket is yeah, is that when you know, you could have your you could be fighting for a title, your game's rained off six points each, and another team that you're your rival with beautiful sunshine and gets 20 points just because because of the weather. So it's not nice. It seems more, I don't feel the injustice of it when every everyone has been suffering with, their, with, the, with our extended winter. Yeah, the weather has um, been equitable. I think it's probably the uh, way of describing it. Um, but it's a shame because, you know, we've been waiting for so long for cricket. Um, and you know we're 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 well into what should be properly spring now, um, and the weather's just all over the place. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is, as you say, that we're undefeated. I think we'd you'd take that at the start of the season after three games. There's only going to be more frustration to come, though. It's just how the season runs, how long it goes on for. Mm-hmm. Um. And more games will get called off. It's just having that bit of luck that the people around you, their games get called off too, which at the moment we are, and it's not too much to get frustrated about. No. No, it's not. It's well, not. I also, the, Ken, the Ken one did frustrate me, though, because we were, we looked, we were absolutely smashing it. I know it's a bit later, but that's the one I thought. The Lancashire one's like, oh, you know, like, you know, this, the, you know, you take, you take it with a, with a game that can't be played in the wet. But with the Ken one, I was like, that's pretty annoyed. Anyway, we'll get onto that when we're there. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's start with, let's start with Lancashire then. Um, so I'm not going to lie to you. I know that I'm an Essex fan. Obviously, otherwise we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. But I did, I did fangirl. Just a little bit over Jimmy. Just, just putting it out there. It was, it was a pleasure to watch such high quality cricket. Um, even though at times it was like, oh, oh wow, oh no, those, those horrible moments. Um, but that was, um, I thought that was a, a really, a really good. Well, I think a good outcome, actually, given that. Lancashire were so strong. Um, really pleased that you know Sam got his um, fifer in the first innings. Um, so that was really pleasing there, and nice to see Bracewell taking wickets. Um, what are your reflections on the game in terms of 
what we liked and uh, what frustrated us. I liked that it was quite um, an all-round performance. You know, Cook took his wickets, Bracewell chipped in, and for a first game, I thought he looked quite sharp. And mm. we've made some overseas signings where it's been a bit questionable, but I didn't have that thought after like following the game and watching him. I thought, ah, oh, actually, I can see why. I thought Critchley scoring well was a really good sign. Um, I think the only frustration is is that you look at the scorecard and in the first innings, apart from Bell, there's no like great scores. And it's pretty similar in the the second innings. Like Keys and Jennings is a fantastic player. He had a good game. But we couldn't find a way to to break the partnerships, like and, and Hartley scoring 73 as a 10 is a bit, you know, disconcerting. We were close to having some real, like, low scores, having a bit more control on the game, but just didn't have that, I guess, second option to disrupt things. What do you think, Cohen? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that was really good analysis, actually. Um, yeah, it was with that that partnership towards the end of their first innings was really frustrating. I thought we had them, they're really under the cliche under the cosh for uh, for the first five innings. I thought, you know, we did we came out the blocks all um, absolutely steamrolling them. Um, the, the economy rate of, of Porter and Cook in the third opening spell was absolutely phenomenal. I draw a light brace well. Um, I don't. I don't um, rescind any of my criticisms about signing another bowler, given our what we've got in the squad. But it was nice seeing a bowler being able to put in some bounces and some really aggressive balls down. It was quite nice to see. We haven't had that, I think, for for quite a while. It reminds me of years ago, we had Andre Nell playing for us, you know, so going back to 20-odd years. Um, it was really nice to see that you know, when... You know, when batsmen look a bit too comfortable, he could, just, he could fire two down and over and really sort of shake them up. That was nice to see. Um, <clears throat> and that was great. But yeah, talking about, Terry, talking about Jimmy Anderson. Yeah, it was, he it was like watching someone on another level to the, everyone on the pitch that he was just bowling these balls. Um, and you can see, <clears throat> it's no, what, no surprise he's number one bowler in the world. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was almost like they, you know, when you play like club cricket and someone brings down a player who's like ex-professional, like, you know, come on, guys, make it a fair game. It felt a bit like that going, you know, when the international players come in, they, they, they perform, they do well, but he was just someone who just absolutely smashed it. Like, I, I was, even though you've seen him on telly and stuff, I was shocked about how good he was. Yeah, same. I was, um, in awe and not, not just, not just fangirding. I know I, I do that because um, I get a bit excited about, you know, um, well, Jimmy, basically. Um, but it was, I'll echo what you, what you said. It was like watching someone who was kind of a bit, I, I don't mean to put him on a too much of a pedestal, pedestal, but it was a bit like a, super, he looked a bit superhuman, like they had an unfair advantage um, because he just, moves with such 
power and control. Um, and you can see that if on the field, um, they're watching him in awe at the same time. I don't, I don't think that's lost on the people playing either. Um, that it felt, it felt like a very, um, it was a weird experience. But having said that, bring myself a bit back down to earth. Um, I was impressed with Bracewell actually because he, I, I think, um, I don't, I'm going to be honest, I, that person that you mentioned, is it Nell? Yeah, as a. Andre Nell, yeah. He, run the, he did the London Marathon Sunday. Yeah. Did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, well done. Well done, Andre Nell. I'm sure you're not listening, but if you are, congratulations and well done. Um, however, um, I, I, I've got not, not got anything to compare it to because I don't, I, I don't have the physical memory of that, but I thought Bracewell looked fierce. Um, you know, he he pulled some serious bounces, um, and he looked that he brought what I thought was more of an aggressive um, attack to the bowling um, that that sits outside. I think what we've seen over the last um, few seasons. I'm not suggesting that you know that's not that's not a criticism of the current, of, you know, the existing and and longer standing bowlers, um, but I thought he brought a different dynamic and you know. It, it was nice to watch. It, it's a noticeable step up. Like, yeah. um, I'll get my bit in on James Anderson first, and then I'll get get to most. <laughs> but like, Anderson's different gravy, and I think everyone—it's like the game recognises game. All the players know that he is good, and it's similar to us when we had Cook as Wells' leading batsman. There is an intimidation factor that comes with it. Not that I think we're necessarily intimidated by it, but you you put an ounce of respect on, on what you're facing a bit more than this is going to sound mean to Ben Allison, but it's going to segue into the Bracewell point. There's a difference between Allison bowling at you and facing Anderson. They're both quality players, but I bet you there's a bit more respect in the players facing Anderson than there is at Allison. Yeah, you're bowling on the ball, aren't you? Yeah, and I think... Terry's making an excellent point about um, Bracewell in that there's a difference between Bracewell and Allison, who's obviously replaced from the first game as well. You know, he is an international bowler. He is sharp. He is quick. He is dangerous. And that's a noticeable step up in quality that you're replacing that player with. And I think we're not like English cricket as a whole is not good at dealing with raw pace. We've seen it in the Ashes countless times. Um, not the Bracewell's the fastest. I'm sure, you know, if you stuck Brett Lee at his prime and Bracewell at their prime together, you, you'd pick Brett Lee. Um, but he is going to offer something different. And I think if you compare him to someone a bit more recent, like Siddle, who is quick, quality, but controlled, i give Bracewell, first game, it's hyperbolic reactions and everything else. But I think Bracewell is actually going to be what we wanted out of Siddle but didn't quite get. I know Siddle won a title with us and, and everything else. Um, but there's a lot of promise around that signing, even though you're right, did we really need a bowler when we've got quite a good bench when it comes to bowling? Yeah, I agree, agree with all that. I think if you're going to come in for a first game, that's the way to do it, certainly. Made it made an impact already, so I think what definitely one to watch, um, but not a disappointing outcome overall. I don't think, um, 
in terms of the way we went into it. When we spoke on the last pod, I don't think any of us were really thinking that um, we had massive chances. Maybe I've got this wrong, but I wasn't going into that game very, very optimistic. I was hopeful. uh, But if someone had said to me beforehand, um, you're going to see... You're going to see a five from Cook. You're going to see a really good impact from 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 a new bowler, um, and you're going to come out with a draw. I'd have I'd have said, yeah, I'll take that. Thanks very much. How long have you got um, Wesley, Bordy, Wesley and Critchley got some scores? Dan Lawrence started, didn't really crack on, you know. But I think you're right. You take the draw. It was like we were saying, Lancashire are a respectable side. Runners up last season. They know how to play cricket. They're not a gimme. You obviously want to beat those who are around you and where we are with our title ambitions, we want to beat those at the very top. But to not drop points and it's a bit of a rain interrupted day, you don't really get the full experience. Mm. You take it. I think it's a, I'm gonna move on to Kent. Yep. You, unless you've got points, because no. I think it's a good point to sort of go back to that holistic view of three games in, undefeated, second by five points. Yep. So we, we're doing well on the bonus side of things, which is something that we've not necessarily done. And the Kent game, I thought we started fantastically. But I'm trying to balance this because given the rest of the scores over that very rain-interrupted game, was it a road? Was that a bit flattering, that quick pace that we started off at? And did we get a bit optimistic too soon as to how that result could have gone if it wasn't rain-interrupted? I, I, I don't think it was a road there. Um, if you look at um, Kent's scores, Zach Crawley got half their runs. Um, it's 170. I've got it in front of me. 170, 183 balls. He's clearly trying to get sort of his England place out with the whole baseball stuff. You know, uh, he's fighting, fighting. You know, you see players are not playing for the team, they're playing for their spot. Nothing wrong with that. You know, you've got a career, career to look after and a, a mortgage to pay. But if you look at the rest of their scores, you've got Compton on 46, Bell Drummond 23, then it's 8, 27, 1, 38, 16, 4. I mean, these aren't Take the 170 out. Suddenly, that's not a that's not a very good score they've got there. They're looking at 150 150 for six, and it's that. So, and with the rain with the rain around, it's definitely a, must be a, the moisture in the air that we suit our bowlers. I just think we were bowling into very a very very good batsman that day. And Crawley just, just you know showing the class he's got, and which also show, I think that shows that actually. Yeah, it's nice to see Nick on our side of things, Nick Brown answering his critics. I was going to say that. Like, We're always quite critical of Brown because we never know what version of Brown turns up. And for him to quite comprehensively make that score and quite free-flowing as well, I think it's a positive. I'm, just, yeah. I'm always going to have that niggling doubt of the consistency. If he I turns up the next... Sorry. No, go on. I think he's someone that he's got. He's always got a double hundred in him. We don't know when it's coming. 
Okay. If you go, if you go to this honours board, I, when it was there raining in the Lancashire game, I, went to the, I looked, had a look at the honours board in the pavilion, and he's got some serious scores. And every year he posts a major one. You like doing that, don't you, Owen? That's like one of well, your hobbies. There's not when, much when... else to look at in Chelmsford. I just look at concrete stands. <laughs> no, you know? I, know. I know, but the better take just make a beeline for the honours board and just... Uh... I, like, I like looking at the old stuff and, like, people, you know, looking at... I've got, okay, this is, I don't like people being forgotten. So I like looking at the, the really old scores and seeing, like, games and Googling what happened in that match and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, I find that quite interesting. Yeah. I think that's Hence, you get your, 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 your little nuggets of Victorian cricket every now and again. Have you, have you got any nuggets for us today? No, I haven't. It won't be a, it won't be a week in the future. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's fine. No, no, I, 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 don't, I don't want advance warning either. I want to be surprised. Okay. So, that's fine. Um, I'm, I'm looking at, because we, we talked about the the um, the batting, and obviously, you know, 159 for Brown, 148 for Wesley. Um, decent. Pepper, half century not bad at all um can I, I want to ask a question about um economy rates here um so i make i'm just comparing the economies of um essex and kent um now maybe am i being like overly critical here like because of course you know the, the weather has affected it all but what would we say for this kind of game in this sort of setting is going to be like a really good economy rate because they're not looking amazing. I, I think, to be honest, we knew it was a draw, so I don't think we tried. Um, mm. <laughs> kind of resigned to that. Yeah, we, we lost too much time with the rain on the second day to make anything big happen. So I don't think we really went all out. I'm not saying they took it easy and they wanted to let Crawley get 170, but at the same time, I do think it was a bit more chill than we might take some other games. So their economy rates are not good. I always sort of think that three is, three is par for the four-day game. If you're doing two, anything sort of two points something and under three, You've had a good spell. I know we've seen Harmon do like 0.8 economies of like 30 overs and have economies of once. Like they're exceptional. They are just outrageous. You shouldn't really be allowed to be that good. Anything at four is sloppy, and then anything at five is is woeful. Like that's dangerous, and that's how matches slip away. So the fact that three of our bowlers were over five? Uh, two. So Alison's 5.3, Bracewell's 5.78, but even Harmer with his four wickets is 4.55. So... Well, I think if, 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 I, if you go what Cheese says, I agree with him, I don't see why. Looking at the forecast, you'd be realistic, aren't you? If you're going for wickets, yeah. you're not going to care about runs. You're going to have a very aggressive field. So if it goes past the field, it's... it's yeah, that's why I asked the question, because I, 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 this is not something that I normally interrogate very much. Um, but, you know, when, when there's not a lot of cricket to watch, um, I'm like, right, OK, let's, let's, let's delve into the numbers a bit more. So, I, you know, I, I just kind of wanted to get your views on it. 
Yeah, I think you're chasing bonus points. So 450 matches bonus points to declare. Try and yeah. get as much time bowling as possible. And you just you're just trying to get. You don't care if they get 500 runs. You're trying to get 10 wickets with with the time left. Yeah. And we got you know seven. It's just yeah. I, I find it really interesting because you know how we've been talking about sort of um, mindset and strategy, um, and that's not. I, I've not really seen this kind of approach. Um, well, I just haven't seen this kind of approach before. So I'm. I thought it was just an interesting point to explore. Um, and obviously, our um, in terms of just because looking at the extras as well, uh, you know, we were tidier certainly um you know we we um we didn't give away anywhere near as many so yeah i would say you know we are entering a new phase of cricket though aren't we with the whole baseball thing and then we saw with that t20 that once it was taken seriously you started seeing it trick the, the fielding especially tricking trickling through into other formats of the game and now like even the county championship they're there if you go, if you watch footage from the 90s, for instance, you are seeing there are fours now that would be stopped by more athletic, less, more athletic fielders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, yeah, we're we're going to see a new year of batting here, uh, which some people people like Crawley embracing and being these one or two batsmen is really going for it. Which I think for our team is that is Lawrence's role. He's got the yeah. ability to, you know, if he it's it's that not not sticking around, isn't it? You know that very. Um, if, if you're going to get out, get out. Yeah. Who was... Oh, it's going to bug me. If, if Overseas 2020 player a uh, year or two ago, South Africa would absolutely... It was an opener. Would thump it and he would hit out or get out within like the first two overs. Uh, oh dear, because of D. Terry, you interviewed him when, he, when you were hammered. Cameron Delport. Delport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah, you for yeah. that. It's... It, <laughs> It's that style of batting. Um, yeah. If you're still there after five overs, you're going for a massive score. But if you've not, you you know, I don't think that style of cricket suits us. No, I agree. I don't think it suits the county game. I think you, 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 Jimmy Anderson said in the Tennis podcast the other week, the reason why it works for England is because you, you've got 11 extremely skilled cricketers who are playing at a very, very high level. I'm not knocking Division One. Ace Bank's a very high level of cricket, but you haven't got you haven't got eleven of the best players in the country playing in the same team. You've got what each team's got one or two players who can do that. No one's got eleven players who can do that. Anyone no. who does will be ripping the county championship apart. But with um with you know the whole with the way the cricket county cricket finances work, you're not going to have it. Thankfully, we know where it's like Premier League where you can just like other team for the superstars. Thank God for that, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> if you got yeah. rich, I mean, wait, if we won the lottery, would you do it, though? Yeah. Would you buy Would you buy well, Essex would... and just write a cheque to, like, Joss Butler and be like, I don't care what you ask for, just just come play and go big every game? We have to do it through non- non-income means, wouldn't you, to buy him a mansion, you know, not put through the books, that sort of thing, yeah. Buy his car, pay, he pays petrol. The Saracens would model. He... <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't. He Children. wouldn't be. Yeah, he'd be on. He'd be on 100k a year for Essex, but he wouldn't be paying a penny of that on anything. You know, everything would be sorted. 
almost like a rather than a salary like a member's benefit yeah yeah actually just while we're talking about it because you did well, the Tom Pierce stands going if I hate Pierre of Essex take it much <laughs> yeah um, and, and we need someone we can keep warm um you mentioned um about the um about you mentioned Anderson again while I'm thinking about it you said about him on tailenders and he was talking about um the changing room space that Lancashire were given but you didn't elaborate before go on so on the latest episode uh no not latest episode the house of one called artificial intelligence if you're on BBC sounds yeah he talks about the game quite a lot so they um uh, Felix and Greg asked a lot of questions about his what he was, you know, taking the five wickets he took over the course of the match and stuff. And uh, apparently, the thing we learned was Alistair Cook took screenshots from the live feed on YouTube of the dismissals of both his LBWs and claimed that they were dodgy decisions. And they, he texted the pictures to James Anderson saying that you were lucky. Um, uh, so we found that about their friendship. And also, you know the pavilion that they get changed, the waiting get changed in now, which is used to be a marquee for sponsors. Mm-hmm. He explained what life's like in there, and apparently it's pretty basic, which you can imagine it's a it's a marquee. Um, and half, so half of the changing room is is rest of it see through. So if you stand in front of it, you can look straight into the dressing room. And the other half has got some panels up to give a player some a bit of space for modesty when they're changing um, their kit. But he did say that if you sat on the front two rows of the, pavil- of the pavilion benches and look left, you could look straight into their changing room and see a lot more of um, James Anderson than you expected to see, if you got your timing right. I'm surprised the way teams entertain the idea of being in there. Especially when you've got superhuman Jimmy. Wow. The thing is, I, I wouldn't. If I turned to a club match and they said, "Oh, you, you're changing that marquee over there," I'd be like, "What? What's wrong with the changing rooms indoors where it's warm?" Try being a woman. Yeah, I know. No offense. I'm always going to pull that card because, oh, although to be fair, my club, we now have a women's changing room, so I now have to pay full fees because I don't have to no, change the Just go down the toilet at all times. Well, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to get changed in a toilet again. So, but, yeah, no, um, no, but, but it is, it is quite amazing they put up with it. But um, I suppose. Yeah, so I but, like, so um, I think, away, sorry, away teams don't stay in Chelmsford; they stay in Brentwood. But do they? Yeah. Ah. Maybe a bit near the M25. Oh, that probably makes sense actually, because it's a bit further down the A12, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. No, as I said. The, the, I think maybe the the fact that they they will deal with and put up with basic maybe says something about the the nature of of the game and the difference between I suppose you know top tier cricket and say top tier football. Yeah, I, 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 as an Essex fan, I think the ground is becoming tired and. Um... Not fit, fit purpose. Personally, I, 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 yeah, I'm just, I find it more and more like a bit, like, 
it feels a bit crap. Not being harsh, but I just think when you get like when we were there for the Lancashire game, I just thought he needs a serious cash injection to everything looked tired. The shop, everything. you know, yeah. you boys know how how much do I love the shop, and how how often do I ever go come out without something because <laughs> I am, you know, I, I love my merch. Um, I went in and I couldn't cope. Um, it just it it it, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good shopping experience, unfortunately. So um, I think that there is there is definitely work to be done in terms of the. My worry is that if you've got some kids, if you live in say Chelmsford, uh, you know around where Cheese lives, you know South South Essex way, you know direct lines London, um, maybe up to Harlow, those those sort of areas where you got where getting to Chelmsford is a bit awkward, and London's very close. Um, and you've got some kids wanting to cricket, are you going to take them to Chelmsford, where it's a, a bit tired, or are you going to take them to the Overall Lords, which is that on the train ride, and it's a, it's a wonderful experience for them. I think these really things are worrying with me. Don't I don't say we should have... We haven't got the... We, I'm not being... I'm not, I'm not naive enough. We haven't got the budget or anything to produce an Overall or produce a Lords. That's, that's ridiculous. It would be just being... I just wish to be able to find this fund somewhere... Yeah. But just even just give a lick of paint. Or as you said um, to that journalist we met in, at the Lancashire game, just give a jet spray to the back of the seats so they haven't got mould on them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just a bit, it's a bit, it's tired and a bit grubby. Do you see us moving? What? Do you see us moving? That was the plan, wasn't it? Move to South End. But I can't see that happening anymore. Um, I mean, I, I like, like the fact we're just city centre. That's nice. I, I do like I do like the new um, little um, stands in the toilet. So you've got something to put your drink if you're going to the, the bathroom. You haven't got to put it on the cistern. That's a good development. There you go. Um, right, guys. So let's. Well, let's I, do, I do think Chelmsford's is right for the development. Though, if you look at if you think of the location of Chelmsford, on one on one side you've got the new flats where we sold the land off and no one no, no one's quite sure the money went for that. That's gone. You're not going to be different because now there's people complain. But if you think about it, it backs on to a dual carriageway of, of freeway. And I think that bit there between the end of pavilion and Francis scoreboard, that is right for development. You've got a lot of you've got a lot of room in the back there. You could hang it over the edge of the, the river for terms of a stand. So I, I don't think we should write chunks for as a ground off. I just think but I don't know where the money's going to come. My big, my main criticism of the hundred thing is you're pulling money out of the T20, pulling money out of the um, One Day Cup, and that's yeah. the that's where the income for the, for the, the quote smaller counties comes from, with the bar sales and greater ticket sales, and I, that's my big my big concern with the hundred that we can kiss goodbye the idea of of um, redeveloping the ground because why would you invest money in the ground that's not going to be busy very often? So yeah, it's a very fair point. It takes a lot. Yeah, it's a little money roundabout. Not, people not considering the fallout of this. No, and I, I think that, and that's always been our criticism of the hundred, hasn't it? Um, not just, but, but you know, for other other clubs as well. Um, okay, so looking ahead then, so we've got between now and when we next pod, um, we have got Surrey um, at home on the fourth, and we've got Warwickshire away on no, the. Just no, a Surrey. What? We're potting between Surrey and Warwickshire. 
Yeah, two weeks. Week, week <laughs> off. Sorry. Oh, my goodness me. Okay, so we're just looking Brilliant. ahead. Sorry. My apologies, folks. I got very excited about upcoming games and um, mentally travel time. So, sorry then. Um, predictions, what are we thinking? I am thinking draw against Surrey, but a win against Warwickshire. Okay, Derek. Owen, what are you thinking about Surrey particularly? I don't think Surrey is scary as everyone makes it out to be. I think I went to watch them in that pre-season game, and uh, I know it's pre-season, you can't really can't read too much of the friendlies, but I think if we turn up, Sam, if Sam Cooks sorts his injury out by then, uh, gets back into bowling, I think we've got a really good chance. Um, especially if the if the weather's not clearing up remarkably in the next few weeks, that it's going to be swinging about that place into our hands. We've got we've got one of the best seam attacks in the country, so um, yeah, I'm I'm confident of a, a yeah. I'll take I'll, that cheese. I'll take a draw, but I think we might be edge. Yeah, I agree, um, and it would be really good to see. Um, a win at Fortress Chelmsford. So fingers crossed um, and watch this space. Hopefully we'll get some dry weather coming up. So um, it's been lovely to see you guys. Um, thank you very much um, for this evening. Um, so until next time, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.